Hello, and welcome to All Things Considered Colorado. I'm your host, Michael, with co-host Dima. So today's topic is about skiing. I know a lot of Coloradans, myself included, are really heavily invested in the skiing, being, it being our national sport. And I don't know. Let's just take it away. So That's something you'll hear from a Colorado native is national sport in Colorado, skiing. Yeah, is that uh-huh. is that true? Yes. Uh huh. So here in Colorado, we're a nation. We're not. We're not a state. We're a nation. I see. The nation of Colorado, yes. right? Uh-huh. Yes. So, but when I say skiing, do I do I mean downhill skiing or cross country skiing? I see. See, is downhill skiing. Downhill skiing. Yeah. Cross country is different. It's uh-huh. you say cross country skiing if you're cross country skiing. Yeah, but why? Why skiing is just skiing. Uh huh. Uh-huh. All right. Well, yeah, exactly. But I mean. I don't even know any Coloradans that actually cross country ski as they're, you know, before they downhill ski, right? Yeah, it's being typically downhill ski and then you transition to cross country. Uh huh. Right. So when I say the national sport of skiing, I mean downhill skiing, cross country, not cross country skiing. Correct. Yeah. Okay. We agree. All right. So let, on the topic of downhill skiing, uh, Dima, what, what's your opinion about? Uh, all these new people with the access to the backcountry uh, going into the backcountry. I mean, well, what's your opinion? Because I know you're a pretty uh, seasoned skier as well as myself. Um, we have both have a lot of cert- certifications to prove that and being native Coloradans. Well, I've skied a little bit in the backcountry. Uh, not, not, not that much, but I've done some, and I'll tell you, the days that I went, it was so crowded in the backcountry. But where'd this you go? Backcountry. Well, Loveland Pass. Ski uh-huh. Loveland Pass. Well, that's that's usually a more crowded uh, spot. Well, yes, but mm-hmm. um, the the point was not the overcrowding so much as the people who could not ski a blue, and they were going out with wait, their wait, wait, backcountry. So, uh-huh. so so you're telling me like these are beginner people? Yeah, pretty much beginners. A lot of a lot of beginner snowboarders, especially. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they go out with the backcountry. Uh... Now, is this a Loveland Pass thing? Because I know Loveland Pass in particular, it's almost like a resort where people go and you're picked up by a car. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it's there's a lot of people there. It's much more, how to say, organized than, uh, you know, your average backcountry skiing, right? Right. Uh, I haven't backcountry skied anywhere else. However, I often look at news about skiing and backcountry skiing in Colorado and throughout the nation. And uh, it's a big problem in Colorado because people can, anyone can get backcountry uh, skiing equipment. Uh, it's much cheaper now that it's widespread. And anyone can go backcountry skiing. And it's, it's very dangerous because... Uh, avalanches mm-hmm. yeah well, and exactly. and no one exactly. knows how to how to properly prepare for uh avalanches snow conditions a lot of avalanche victims go out and they don't ski with buddies now sometimes right. it happens well, when the buddies but a lot of them will go single solos into backcountry train during snow conditions that are known to be avalanche because they didn't do their research and they didn't but but I should, say, no I should say I should say I think somewhere like five six years ago, actually on Loveland Pass, there were six 
professional snowboarders who five of them got caught in an avalanche and died uh, just off of Loveland Pass. But these were professionals. These weren't, you know, even like me and you, super enthusiastic Colorado and skiing. These were professionals. This was their day job to go and snowboard in a backcountry, and they themselves fell victim to an avalanche mm. on the pass, which is, as we talked about already, pretty widespread um, area that's being used. Well, uh, I know the incident you, you talked about, and I've looked at the um, map of that avalanche and where they were skiing, and I've actually uh, stood right on top of that during the early, early autumn when there was just a light snowing. Mm-hmm. And then I've known people who have also skied there in that particular spot. And that particular spot was the probably the most dangerous spot in the past because it's completely uh, isolated from the sun at all times. And so the snow never settles uh, until late, late spring. And then it, you got the, the problem with the wet, heavy avalanche possibly coming. So that was not very smart of them to go in that area. Uh, it's tragedy, but... Uh, and that's the whole bigger point is that beginners should not be uh, going into those places where experts. Right, right. If you're if you're a beginner, have trouble. You stay in the resort where it's safe, where it's controlled. And I think resort. I think a big big start for backcountry would be uh, to do side country inside the resort if you want to start with backcountry. Um, mm-hmm. No, so, what is side country? Side country is where inside the resort they have places that aren't lift accessed, where you have to hike to them, or some people. I've seen some people skin up uh, these hike to train uh, inside the resort. So it's mm-hmm. patrolled by the ski patrol, avalanche all assessed, and uh, I've been advised by several people I know who are pro- very professional backcountry skiers. Um, who said that if you want to do backcountry, start with side country and mm-hmm. get really good at side country. Do right. all the side country possible. Learn everything about side so country. So when we're talking about side country, we're talking about like the hiking areas of Keystone or maybe some something off of each here on Breckenridge or even the ridge on, on Loveland. Um, in those resorts, that's what you're talking about when you say side country. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And like you, you know, I would encourage people that are are seriously considering to go to the back country definitely to buy the proper equipment. I mean, today you have uh, a lot of really high tech uh, avi gear and back country gear that is life saving or injury saving, and so definitely if you're going to come to if you're a Coloradan, you live in Colorado. For sure, that's something to invest in. Or even if you're going to come to Colorado for a visit, definitely invest into that, right? Yeah, correct. And mm-hmm. make sure you know how to use it all. Yeah, of course. That goes without saying. All right. So skiing. Let's talk about on the resorts. Um, the resort etiquette. So this is something you and I have gone back on quite a lot. And I think we're almost in agreement exactly when I started skiing in Colorado when I was a boy and teenager, the etiquette on the slopes in the resorts were a lot different than today, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and something I noticed a lot is that 
people were much more aware of their surroundings when I was, uh, yes. you know, when I was younger. And especially since the climate in Colorado has changed with the demographics so much as it has, I've noticed that our resorts, you know, people aren't as aware of their surroundings. People aren't, um, just don't have specific etiquettes that were kind of a, a given when you were mm-hmm. skiing in, in Colorado. So, you know, we can talk about those a little bit. Something I, I really have a hard time with is um, kind of like powder chasers. People, you know, when I was younger, people obviously weren't going for the powder. But I think it, was, it wasn't so much about getting the powder. Like today, uh, people, I, I believe, have kind of this attitude that we need to go get the powder, right? We're yeah, on the resort. Yeah, we need to just go get the powder. It doesn't matter where. We need to go get it. Versus like when I was a younger kid, People were there. It's like powder is nice, yeah, but I want powder so that when I ski this run, it's more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I I see a lot of people. You know, they are now that we have fat skis as very widespread. Uh, people will go with no powder skiing experience and just ski it, and you can tell that they are just having the an awful time skiing powder. It's just difficult for them. Mm-hmm. They didn't have any. Uh, practice in normal normal slalom skis and they didn't work on their turning and then they have the worst time in powder and they just have a terrible day and even though it's powder they say they come back and they say oh i had a great day but you can see them on the mountain and they're definitely not enjoying it mm-hmm. well no i see that all the time too it's like <laughs> You know, just because you can go buy, you know, fat skis. And I know we're complaining a lot, but uh, when you go buy fat skis, it does not mean you're a great skier. Mm-hmm. If you can use those fat skis properly, that means you're a great skier, yeah. right? It, there's a lot of practice and training that goes into even recreational skiing. Yep. All right. So enough complaining. We'll probably talk more about the etiquette throughout the show, but I wanted to address another fact uh in skiing um let's let's talk uh, uh about uh i-70 traffic so i know the majority of people uh in colorado tend to use the i-70 corridor so to speak to access the mountains either coming from west or east and uh, the traffic and the issues surrounding I-70 are huge. So what, what's your opinion about that? Uh, I'm, I'm not really a driver. I don't drive. Uh, I just hitch rides with everyone. Um, <laughs> but I will say that over the years since I was younger and as I grew older, traffic has gotten worse and worse. And now uh, when there's a powder day, I wonder if it's even worth to go up, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, oh, I think may, maybe, really yeah, yeah, Saturdays are bad just in general, any day, but uh, powder days, any day of the week, I wonder if it's worth it. And I typically try and look for days when it's not powder uh, because I just don't like the traffic. I, I hear that. Yeah. I mean, I know I, I, I grew up driving I, I-70 and I know the, the traffic especially with all the new people moving in, especially to Denver and, and the Denver metro area in general. The traffic on I-25 is 
just horrible. I mean, I've I've heard and have been in horror stories where you start at Denver at 5.30 in the morning and you don't even get to Georgetown, which is a town, you know, almost uh, at the Loveland Ski Area until 9, 10 in the morning. So, you know, anywhere from three to four hours traveling, which it should not be. It should be like 30 minutes, 35 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, traveling time from starting from the foothills, not you know, not onwards. Yeah. So yes, but I, I mean, overall, the the quality of skiing in Colorado, I think, has gone down a lot, especially with the growth in the sport mm-hmm. and the growth of demographics in in the state of Colorado. I mean, I know uh, a lot of people they they would disagree, but it's not it's not the same that it used to be. Especially, um, you know, the risks of safety, which have gotten worse. I mean, mm-hmm. the other the other day I was reading an article that there are now people, for the first time I've heard about this, people in Summit County, in uh, Copper, who dress up as ski patrol uh, poorly, try to imitate ski patrol to harass other people. Mm, so, I didn't know about that. Yeah, and, and that's... That's something new. Like, that never used to happen. And, and, and obviously, I mean, you're getting people from California where that's more prevalent. But, uh, you know, like I said, the quality of skiing really has gone down. Mm-hmm. And I personally, I, uh, I've i always thought, particularly when I've looked around at other ski resorts in the nation, uh, in North America, that Colorado skiing is a bit overrated just even before that. Uh, and and particularly now with the crowds, uh, I think it's just way, way overrated. I look at mm. ratings of best ski resorts, and you always get a ski resort like Vail on Breckenridge on one of the top 10 spots. Uh, but I just, I don't see how that could possibly be with our crowds. and and. Uh, but, but, you know, I will say in, in for example, Breckenridge's defense, Breckenridge stayed open way later than seasons prior because last thursday i mean mm-hmm. just uh four days ago we went skiing at breckenridge yeah and it's it's may it's may uh 8th right mm-hmm. right well but uh, the the uh ski ratings aren't based on season length it's more the overall uh skiing that's the ski satisfaction ratings. uh yeah to to mm-hmm. degree like but you know for example i know colorado always gets ranked high in the ski mm-hmm. ski resort industry uh but what about places you know in wyoming like jackson hole well or... that that typically takes the top spot oh really yeah yeah oh i didn't know i did not know that yeah um okay all right so folks thank you for listening in this is all things considered colorado I was your host, Michael, joined in the studio today by your co-host, Dimitri. We hope that you'll join us again. Thank you.